welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Thank you for listening. My name is Brittany, and I'm a Catholic wife and mom of two boys, one of whom is belting his little heart out right now in his room. He is supposed to be sleeping as I'm recording this, and he is singing his face off. It's the the my Joshua, who is three tomorrow, so he is possibly providing some background soundtrack to today's episode. (laughs) All right. Today we are talking about what to do when you overindulge a little bit, when you splurge it out, when one cheat meal becomes a cheat day, becomes a cheat weekend, any, any kind of splurge, whatever you consider splurge. For some people that might be having gone off the rails the whole weekend. For some people that might just be, you fell face first into a bag of chips the night before and now you want to get back on track the next day. All right, so we're going to talk about what not to do, what to do, and all of that good stuff. So we'll hop right in. But firstly, I just want to give that kind of, not a disclaimer, but understanding out there that majority of us probably struggle with this. Okay, so whether you are brand new to trying to, you know, tweak and refine your nutrition, if maybe this is completely brand new to you, Maybe you eat very clean majority of the time. I don't think any of us are completely exempt from sometimes splurging or sometimes overdoing it. I know 100% I am over here raising my hand saying, yeah, I have, I can plan all I want, whether I'm tracking my macros right then or I am eating intuitively and just kind of listening to my body and knowing what my body needs. And still, no matter what, I still have times where I didn't plan something very well, like I end up out of the house without snacks and it's been a long time and the only thing in the car is some granola bar that I wouldn't normally have eaten. I mean, again, there's other things you can employ where I should have, you know, I should have better choices available in the car and things like that. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I've, you know, not eaten enough before I've gone to like a barbecue or a party and then You're just kind of standing, talking by the snack table. You know, like women always tend to congregate in the kitchen. I think everybody does, but especially women, I feel like, because we're usually like putting out the food and getting everything ready and then our friends come in and talk to us. So I've had many a time where I have just intended to have a little conversation and it ended up just eating straight out of the serving bowls the whole time. It's also the problem too, (laughs) because when you don't put it on a plate, you don't think it counts. So again, over here raising my hand, I've definitely had these times, whether a lack of planning or kind of an accident like that, like being at a party and not realizing it and just kind of um, absentmindedly eating a ton or just completely meaning to having a bad day and drowning it into a pint of ice cream, knowing it's not going to help, but still doing it. So it's fine. It does not mean that you are a bad person. It does not mean that you, you know, whatever. It's not a huge character flaw that you slipped up now and again, it means that we're not perfect. Okay. So that's all right. We pick ourselves up. We keep moving forward. We don't need to spend a ton of time being guilty and ashamed of it. The thing is, it's hard to, I I don't like that as a piece of advice of like, well, just don't feel guilty because telling yourself not to feel guilty doesn't actually help. You just need to move forward. You just kind of need to focus on what's next. Then I heard that one time about like, if you are like telling yourself not to focus on something, it's impossible not to focus on it. If I tell you like, do not think about that red wagon. Like, don't think about how it's red. 
I'm literally looking outside the window and that's what I see is Josh's red wagon. Um, like, don't think about how it's red. Don't think about how you can grab the handle and just pull it. Don't think about those wheels. Like, now you can't stop thinking about the wagon. So just think about something else. Just move forward, okay? Go think about the water table. That's the other thing I see. <laughs> All right, so we move forward. We keep going. But what does actually moving forward look like? This is where a lot of us get it wrong and fall into lots of like diet trap, diet mentality temptations. So moving on and moving forward does not mean what you should not do after a splurge. Got to disclaimer this a few times in case somebody just pops on and listens to this tip. Do not do this. You do not need to do any kind of quote unquote detox by maybe drinking like skinny tea or fat loss coffee or doing a juice cleanse. There's this big misconception that you just got to detox the body afterwards. You just got to have only fruits and vegetables or just way cut your calories. That's another big one. So no matter kind of all of these, no matter what your tool is, if you were using a tea or a coffee or just fruits and vegetables, kind of the underlying idea there is like, well, I ate way too many calories yesterday. So now the next couple of days, I'm just going to cut calories and it will all even out. And that's not necessarily the best thing. That is where you are totally messing up your metabolism to think, oh, one day I get all these calories, one day I get low calories, so then your body's just clinging to calories whenever they come because it doesn't know when the next calories are coming, all right? So not good. It's not good to go from overindulging into starvation mode. All of those forms, again, are just setting you up to put your body into starvation mode to then absolutely cling to more calories when they come in the next time because they don't know how many are coming. That makes sense. If you ate 2,000 calories on Saturday night and then decide, okay, well, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm just going to do this three-day juice cleanse, like reset. Well, and then in those three days, you're taking in like 600 calories. Your body has no idea what's going on. Like, hey, we just, (laughs) you were just giving me 2,000. I kind of liked that. And now you're like way cutting that down. So that does not help. It does not help to cut calories or to use any of those seemingly quick fixes. Usually you just start feeling better because you are not full. And sometimes like that illusion of us feeling hungry, like makes us feel like we're losing weight or losing fat. And you're, you're definitely not going to lose body fat that way. You might lose like a pound of water weight because you're not (laughs) eating and drinking as much, but don't do that. All right. So that is what I do not want you to do after a splurge. What I, what I do think are helpful are these next four tips. And guys, I follow this. I would never, ever tell you to do anything that I do not do myself And like I said, and I pointed that out, I definitely have these splurge times, like not proud of it, not saying it's a good thing. The goal is to try to eliminate as many of those overindulgences as possible, not only because, you know, it's not the best thing for our physical health and well-being, but also looking at it from the religious standpoint of like the reality we don't talk about a lot that sloth, not sloth, (laughs) sloth is a sin. But that gluttony is a sin. It is not a virtue by any means to fall face first into a pan of brownies. We don't look at that um, aspect a lot because I guess I feel like we're always trying to make people feel better about it. Like, well, it's not your fault because you struggle with it. Right. That's fine. I struggle with gossip, but it doesn't make it all right when I do gossip or when I lose my patience or something. It doesn't make this sin okay because I tend to do it, if that makes sense. So same thing here with food. It's, it's just, it, I don't know, we, we make it like more emotional 
of a sin, I guess, than if, if you said that, if I said like, yeah, sometimes I yell at my kids, but I, I know I'm completely falling into this detour right now. I will get to your steps of what to do. But that's what I'm, I just want to get that point out too, because I didn't say that before. I'm not condoning any of that, obviously. I'm not saying like, oh, splurges are fine. No, we're trying to get them to less and less. And maybe one day we'd get to the point where we don't, but that's kind of like the same thing of, okay, if I get frustrated with my kids, that's not a good thing. I should try less and less to do that, but I might never on this earth get to that perfection. All right. So same thing. We might never on this earth get to that point of not having little slip ups from time to time. Okay. That little theological detour over. Uh, (laughs) All right. So the four steps, the first one that I definitely do every day, again, maybe I'll forget if I, it's on a slip up time, but, and then is a very simple place to start after you've gone a little bit off the rails is to start making sure you are upping your water intake. Make sure that you are getting that 100 ounces of water. And especially if you're a person that normally does not get that much, if you normally get around like 32 or 50 ounces, this is going to feel like you are absolutely flooding your body. But it is what your body really needs because talking about a detox, your liver and your kidneys are naturally detoxing your body. Okay. But what they need to function at their peak is they need water. So help your organs out and give them some water. It also helps you not feel as hungry because after splurging, like again, your body maybe just got 2000 calories a day for like three days if you were really going hard on the weekend. And then it's going to be used to getting that much and it wants that much. So drinking water also helps cut back on that appetite because you're not, you don't really need those calories. Your body just now thinks you do. I'm just pulling that number out. For example, you might need 2000 calories. I'm not sure that's, you know, completely personalized person to person, but everybody can benefit from drinking a lot of water. And I just say hundred ounces as a baseline for most people, but that can fluctuate too. If you need tips on how to do that, you can go back to episode eight and I give a couple tips for upping your water intake. So step one, you splurged. Okay. Pick it up, move forward, get your water intake up, do what you need to do to do that. All right. Step two, is to plan out what you are going to eat for the rest of or for the start of the week. So many times our bad habits or actions or whatever come from not having a plan, okay? So maybe like your splurge was like that. Like I say I'm out running errands and I did not have a plan for eating and then I just, you know, reached in and grabbed a bag of sweet potato chips that, you know, at face value weren't like the worst thing in the world that I could just, you know, eat a couple of. (laughs) I am pulling this example. Okay. I'll just go to a real example. I don't need to make one up because this is burned in my memory. I think that's why my mind jumped to sweet potato chips. It was, I was at a two day training for, um, the strength training class. I don't know if I can like say it on here and whatever, but it's a very popular brand of a specific branded strength training class. So anyways, I was at this two-day training for it and I had like eaten through my snacks for the day. Like I I packed snacks and meals, um, but I was trying to actually get in mass on Saturday night because we had to go back for all day Sunday. So as soon as I got out on Saturday, I like we had literally been working out doing this class all day. So I drive to church. I don't eat yet because I have to fast for the hour before mass. I go to mass and I get out of mass and like the only thing I had in my car was a bag, a freshly bag of unopened sweet potato chips. And I open them up like trying to just curb my hunger, 
for me to get home and then eat like a proper dinner at home. And I ate an entire, I think it was an entire bag. It was at least three quarters of a bag of sweet potato chips. And I was like a normal, not a, you know, one serving bag. It was, it was large, might've been a family size. Uh, I can't say for sure, but I was super sick and needless to say, I don't think I've actually even eaten sweet potato chips since. So that would be an example of when you accidentally went a little off the rails and really didn't mean to. Now you need to plan out the rest of your meals for the week or wherever it is. So if you splurge, say, Tuesday night, you know, again, you overdid it with some ice cream or something, you had an emotional moment and blah, blah, blah. So then plan out your meals for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Or if it was over the weekend, plan out your wheels for your wheels. <laughs> Back to the wagon. Plan out your meals for the upcoming week, okay? Because a lot goes wrong when we don't have a plan. We just open the fridge and we are driven by emotions. That's sometimes how the splurge starts too, like that. I was so hungry. I just reached and I had a bag there and I just went for it. Or, you know, you, you're not going to make as rational of decisions and make sure that it's that balanced protein and fat and greens that your body needs. Usually when we hit that super hungry point, we just reach for some carbs. So plan out what you are going to do for the rest of whatever. Plan it out as far as you want to, but have a plan going forward. Okay. So number one, you drink that hundred ounces of water. Number two, you plan out what you are going to do for the rest of the week or the start of the week. Number three, this is what I tell people a lot. And this is what I definitely do because this does make your body feel better. Okay. Choose whole, clean, and minimally processed foods to kind of get back on the wagon. So majority of my life and what I tell my clients and people in my group programs and stuff is to, you can incorporate some processed foods. You can incorporate some greens and dairy if your body handles it okay. Like that's fine if you are, you know, still trying for fat loss or maintaining, like you can have those things in moderation. It's fine. However, at this time when you just overdid it and you're just really feeling like you want to feel less bloated pretty quickly and you want to just start feeling better pretty quickly, get some quick wins it's always going to be beneficial to you to cut out as much processed foods as you can. And even a step further, if you want to cut out grains and dairy for a couple of days, just to get rid of that bloat and start feeling a little more energetic and less sluggish because both um, dairy tends to make a lot of us bloated and sometimes the different greens can make us feel sluggish. We do typically need greens for energy. So again, I would not tell the average person whose body handles it just fine and doesn't have a need to not, I would say, you know, it's totally good and fine to incorporate grains and dairy. But if you just do want that like feeling of a quote unquote cleanse or a reset, I would just get back to basics. That's what I do too. If maybe I just went on a week long vacation and I was having some drinks every day on the beach and some snacks and blah, blah, blah. Then I get back to, I write out my, I, again, I up that water intake. I write out my meals, what I'm going to eat next. And I keep those meals to back to the basics, fruits, vegetables, lean protein. So I just get my carbs from fruit and vegetables and I go with lean proteins and healthy fats too. I didn't say that on there, but healthy fats like avocado and whatever. So then my day looks a lot like that for the next couple days. All right. Um, yeah, cutting out grains and dairy and taking out those even like protein bars and extra just super processed food to just get back to as whole clean foods as possible. But notice I left protein and healthy fats in there. I didn't say just have a fruit smoothie and then have 
a lettuce salad with nothing in it. You got to keep those fruits and veggies rolling, but keep that protein and healthy fats in there too. Okay. So just get back to basics, like think produce section and meats and stuff. That's what you're pretty much wanting to do. Okay. Lastly, last tip, move your body. All right. It's this weird cycle and kind of like relationship where I know for myself, it's weird (laughs) that I feel much more motivated to work out when I already feel lean and strong. And you might be like nodding your head like, yeah, Bernie, me too. And maybe that makes sense. I just feel like it should be the, it would feel like the opposite. Like, oh, I feel fluffy. Like I should go work out. But by then we're kind of like in our heads and are like, I don't want to work out because I feel terrible. I just want to sit on the couch. I have no energy. So you have to stop the cycle somewhere, okay? Here's the thing. You just splurged. You probably are feeling a little bit bloated and sluggish and fluffy, let's say. And the last thing that you really want to do is do something about it, okay? I don't know why that that's the way it works, but that's the way it works for me anyways. So somewhere in there, you have to break the cycle. You're going to have to move your body before you start feeling better. Because, I mean, you could. You could wait that three, five week, whatever, however many days till you start feeling less sluggish and less bloated after a splurge, but it's going to help you to get your body moving first, forward, ahead of it, okay? It's kind of like when I've heard people say like they go to bed really late and they want to start getting up earlier, but they can't break the cycle because the first couple times they try to go to bed earlier, they can't fall asleep. Well, yeah, so maybe a couple mornings you're just going to have to bite the bullet and get up earlier and eventually you'll start falling asleep sooner because you are really tired because now you didn't sleep that much. Okay, so you got to just move before you feel like it, before you feel that inspiration to move, okay? It doesn't matter. I'm not telling you to go out and, you know, do a killer workout the day after you just splurge because that's a different mentality. That's more the diet mentality of like, oh, I just overindulged, so now I need to work off those calories. I'm not telling you to work off those calories. I'm just telling you, go for a walk, do a workout with weights. Just you're you're more moving forward, so we're not – trying to compensate for any calories we took in yesterday. We're just moving our body because today it's good for us. And typically after we move our body, we just are more lined up to make good choices for the rest of the day, which is also why I'm such a proponent of morning workouts. And I guarantee that will be at least an episode or a series coming up because the days that I do morning workouts, it's just true. I am so much more not willing, likely, I guess, to line the rest of my day up in a healthy manner. If I decide to sleep in a little bit till seven, I know that's that's sleeping in for me. I normally get up at 5.30, 5, 5.30 ish these days. And if I sleep in till seven or 7.30, if the boys are still sleeping, I tend to then just wanna wake up, eat something quickly. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, it might be banana bread or something that I usually have as a treat or whatever, but I might just, have that for breakfast and then, oh, I don't really feel like moving and, you know, now the boys are up so now I'd have to work out at nap or later in the day and then maybe I find something else to do. So it it really just sets my whole day off on a different tone than when I just wake up, do my workout right away so I don't have to think about it and then it just all kind of falls into place. Then I, even if it occurs to me, and honestly, this is is me 99% of the time, so that's why I'm telling you this, that this might work for you. Even if like I walk up the basement for my workout and I see that banana bread and stuff, I might think about it for a second and be like, oh, that'd be really good. But then I'm like, eh, I don't want to like kind of waste what I just did. I'm just going to do, you know, a shake or I'm going to do my oats with zucchini or whatever. So 
it, it tends to make me want to make better choices because I already put in good work. I already did something positive for my body. So definitely helps to especially get you lined back up after a little bit too much of something. All right. I hope that was helpful. I'll recap those four real quick. Number one, you would want to drink water after a splurge. Number two, you want to plan out what you are going to do for the rest of the week going forward. Number three, stick to the basics, whole, clean, minimally processed foods. And number four, move your body. All right. It's all good. We are all working towards cutting back on those splurges and on those, um, you know, unforeseen hiccups <laughs> that we all encounter. And we're all just trying to get better in our discipline because it is true. It's a virtue to be able to be moderate with food. And that's what we're working for on the spiritual side of things. And then on the physical side of things, you know, maybe to get to some physical goals that we are striving for. So, and all in the name of having more energy to serve and to do what God wants of us. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. And if you are not already subscribed, I would love if you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to them so that you are always alerted when a new episode, it'll just go right in your library. And I will always be here with you coming out on Tuesdays. So I hope you have a great day and I will